It's Monday, January 22nd. I'm Trayvell Anderson. And I'm Josie Duffy Rice. And this is What A Day, where we can officially announce a job harder than rocket scientist, professional jar opener. There was this canister with asteroid samples that traveled 1.2 billion miles to get into NASA's hands. And after taking almost three months, they were finally able to pry it open. They should have bought that thing on TikTok that will allow you to open any jar. <laughs> <laughs> On today's show, treacherous winter weather killed roughly 90 people across the country. Plus, the death toll in Gaza has passed 25,000. But first, Florida Governor Ron DeSanctimonious announced yesterday his exit from the race to become the Republican presidential nominee. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. That was, of course, something we all expected would come, but perhaps just not this soon. As we know, he did not win the Iowa caucuses last week, finishing in a distant second behind Trump. But that is really where the writing was already on the wall. Iowa was a state into which DeSantis had poured millions of dollars in an aggressive campaign, visiting all 99 counties in the state, and in the process, ignoring other early voting states like New Hampshire, like South Carolina, so we can tell he really was putting a lot of eggs in that basket. But this is why, Josie, the old folks say don't count your eggs before they hatch. I saw online that he spent like $150 million for 23,000 votes in Iowa, something around that number. So that's like $6,000 a vote. Oof. This is the fiscal responsibility we keep hearing about from the Republicans, <laughs> you know? Did he say anything else of interest when he ended his campaign? I was too busy cheering to hear <laughs> the rest of it, you know? Well, I am not sure if this is interesting or not, but he did endorse Trump. Take a listen. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear a repackage formed of warmed-over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. The days of putting Americans last, of kowtowing to large corporations, of caving to woke ideology are over. Of course, it's not like Trump needed his endorsement per se, but the fact that DeSantis did has prompted discourse about if he might consider being Trump's running mate. Now, DeSantis has said that the VP position doesn't offer him much of anything, but, you know, people be lying, so we will just have to wait and see. Now, that basically leaves this thing as a race between Trump and Nikki Haley. And Miss Mamas is out here ready to fight, okay? Here she is giving a speech in Seabrook, New Hampshire yesterday. When we win mm -hmm. the presidency in this country, I will do everything I can to prove to you that you made the right decision. But for now, I'll leave you with this. May the best woman win. <laughs> You're not buying it? <laughs> not buying it. And I wish I bought it because given the two terrible choices of Trump and Nikki Haley, I will take Nikki Haley, but I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> Related to this question of what Nikki Haley's future looks like, let's turn to tomorrow's New Hampshire primary. All eyes will certainly be on Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. Trump remains the clear front runner right now, but Haley is turning her attention to unaffiliated voters in the state who can head to the polls as well. 
And Democrats will be, too, even though President Joe Biden will not be on the ballot this year because of this complicated fight where the DNC wanted Biden to appear on South Carolina ballots first for that state's primary in a few weeks. It's a whole thing. But Biden will not be on the ballot, but there are still a lot of important down-ballot races in New Hampshire for Democrats to vote on, like the state's governor race, for example. So let's get into that and how much the people of New Hampshire grilled Nikki Haley over these past few weeks. I spoke with Manny Espitia. He's a former Democratic representative of New Hampshire State House, as well as the Northern Regional Director at Run for Something, a progressive group dedicated to recruiting and supporting young candidates running for down-ballot office. He's also worked for other groups like New Hampshire Young Democrats and Free and Fair New Hampshire in the past. So it is safe to say he knows what's up in the Granite State. Mm -hmm. When I talked to him earlier, I started by asking him how Nikki Haley is faring in the state. You know what's funny is I was I just left a baby we did like a little baby shower for my my wife and I. <gasps> exciting. Very excited, but you know, here in New Hampshire, we do talk a lot about politics. So, you know, people were talking about it at the party. They were like, "You know, what do you think the chances are?" And I just said, "Well, two things. One, I think she's going to drop out right after the New Hampshire primary, just like Ron DeSantis didn't even make it to the New Hampshire primary. He's out." And, you know, I think second, I think, you know, our governor's endorsement kind of flatlined her campaign. Ever since she got endorsed by Governor Sununu, he just kind of, she was heading up and then just flatlined. I don't think she's really got much of a shot anymore at this point. I mean, obviously, she's going to come in second because the field is literally empty now. So, you know, I think she's put up a good fight, but I think it's over. So you've served in the state legislature in the past. What is it that voters want to hear from the candidates, Democrats included, as they make their case for why they should be the president this November? So I always say that New Hampshire may not be the kind of place that, all right, we don't necessarily always pick the right person to be president, but we're very good at weeding out the field. We will take out candidates. We will expose them for who they are. Um, mm. We ask them the real questions. I mean, speaking of Nikki Haley, she was asked during one of the town halls, you know, what was the cause of the Civil War? And her answer, you know, nothing to do with slavery. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. Thank you. And in, in the year 2023, it's astonishing to me that you answer that question without mentioning the word slavery. What do you want me to say about slavery? No, um, uh, you've answered my question. Thank you. Not the best. Not the best. And it was just, that's a very key, like, New Hampshire moment. That's just one of those things that people say, you know, only here in New Hampshire do we get those real-life moments where we interact with candidates, where we actually, you know, we ask these questions, and they're expected to answer. They're expected to, you know, be genuine, be authentic. And if they're not, voters see right through it. Voters can kind of smell the BS. And so, you know, folks are asking questions to candidates about, you know, the future of this country, whether it's the economy, whether it's housing, whether it's immigration. And I think one of the things I like about the state. Right. So we can't talk about the New Hampshire primary without talking about how Biden is not on the ballot. He is the first sitting president in more than 50 years to essentially skip over the Granite State. And that's because... There was this drama after the DNC alleged that New Hampshire officials scheduled their election too early. So Biden focused on South Carolina and said, you're part of the campaign to get people to write Biden in on their ballot this Tuesday. Why is that? What's the goal? Why is it important? We're having this primary. Joe Biden's not on the ballot, but we take our civic responsibility like extremely seriously. You know, the New Hampshire primary is it's going to happen and we're going to make damn sure that people know that 
he is the best candidate and he is our pick to you know lead our country and honestly i think you know we want to make sure that folks know his of his accomplishments whether it's the inflation reduction act the bipartisan infrastructure act you know things like that that i think are actually making a difference in people's lives things like reducing the cost of insulin and like you know fighting for things like trying to reduce our student loan debt he's the best candidate and we're just going to make sure that he comes out on top on tuesday Yeah. Aside from the presidency, there's another crucial race happening in New Hampshire for the governor's office. The Republican governor of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu, declined to run again, and so Democrats are trying to flip the state blue. Can you tell us more about why that effort is so crucial? Yeah, so we have two major candidates right now, former Mayor Joyce Craig from Manchester and Executive Counselor Cindy Warmington. I want the House majority, I want the state Senate majority because it legitimately will make a difference in people's lives. But the key will be making sure we get the governor's seat. So I think end of the day, that's going to be a super competitive race. And their opponent is going to be right now, the you know front runner looks like Kelly Ayotte. Chuck Morse, who's a state senator, is also running. But so it's going to be a tough race. Everyone's going to be fighting for that. The I'm sure the DGA and the, and the Republican Governor Association, whatever, they're going to be throwing in a boatload of money. So it's it's going to be a contentious race. It's going to be an exciting one. And I think you know, I live in Nashua and my city is one of the cities that really is a big determiner. So we win Nashua, most likely we'll win the state. Yeah, absolutely. Manny, thank you so much for being here. This was great and uh, good luck on Tuesday. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. That was my conversation with Manny Espitia of the progressive group Run For Something. And that is the latest for now. We will be back after some ads. What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach & Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. What a Day is brought to you by Ramp. We are all looking for ways to simplify our finances. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that true? (laughs) Or tax week? Man. That is why there's Ramp. Ramp is a corporate card and spend management software designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. Two things we love to do. Love that. With Ramp, you are able to issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions and automate expense reporting so you can stop wasting time at the end of every month. Wow. This is huge. Ramp is super easy to use. Get started and start making payments in less than 15 minutes. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash wad, ramp.com slash wad, R-A-M-P dot com slash wad. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank, members FDIC, terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it. 
and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with, therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit betterhelp.com slash wad today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash wad. Now let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. The death toll in Gaza has soared past 25,000 people. The Gazan Health Ministry announced that grim number yesterday, and one of the deadliest days of the war happened this past weekend. 178 Palestinians were killed in one 24-hour period. Meanwhile, Israeli President Benjamin Netanyahu continued to double down against a two-state solution, even after President Biden tried to press him on the matter in a call on Friday. Netanyahu later said in a video statement, quote, I will not compromise on full Israeli security control over all the territory west of the Jordan River. It's a stance that is, to say the least, increasingly at odds with the international community. Yesterday, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres had this to say. The repeated refusal yesterday to accept the two-state solutions for Israeli and Palestinians is totally unacceptable. A grand jury is set to investigate local police in Uvalde, Texas, for their response to the deadly 2022 massacre at Robb Elementary School. The move was first reported by the Uvalde Leader News on Friday, and it comes after the Justice Department released a report last week detailing the police's failures in the shooting that killed 19 young children and two of their teachers. Many former law enforcement officials have already resigned or been fired following the massacre. Now, members of the grand jury will meet twice a month to hear testimony from witnesses in order to determine whether Uvalde's district attorney, Christina Mitchell, can bring criminal charges against some of those officers. Kimberly Matarubio, the mother of a 10-year-old girl who was killed in the Uvalde school shooting, released a statement on Friday saying, quote, I am glad people are finally seeing the truth. Our children and those two teachers were failed. In some very tragic news, 91 people died due to last week's intense winter storms that stretched throughout most of the country. That's according to CBS. The news outlet found that most of the deaths happened in Tennessee and Oregon. The governors of both states declared states of emergency after severe ice storms tore through neighborhoods over the weekend, blowing down infrastructure and icing the roads. In Portland, officials found three people who were electrocuted to death after a power line fell on their car mid-drive. The only survivor was a baby who was in the back seat. Casualties also happened in Illinois, Pennsylvania, Mississippi, Washington, Kentucky, Wisconsin, New Jersey, and New York. And tens of thousands of people across the country are still without power as a result of the severe weather conditions. Cold weather is expected to last for the next few days nationwide. California may have some of the country's highest housing costs, but it will soon give first-time home buyers a helping hand with round two of a popular loan program. It's called the California Dream for All Shared Appreciation Loan. State officials announced that starting in April, people can apply for no interest, no monthly payment loans that'll cover down payment and closing costs. To qualify, you have to be a first-time homeowner and your parents must not own a home, so this is a big deal for people who can't rely on generational wealth. It's also open to people who've been in foster or institutional care, and repayments on the loan only kick in when the home is paid off, resold, or refinanced. 
Round one of this program took place last April, and it was so popular that it ran out of funds in just 11 days. But this extension goes a long way in tackling the state's housing crisis. Right before round two was announced, California Governor Gavin Newsom joined Pod Save America last week to talk about that crisis and more. California, we've led the nation in terms of high costs and nimbyism that's led to low production and led to a supply-demand imbalance that is quite literally strangling the ability for middle class to make it. You can listen to that full interview with Newsom on tomorrow's episode of Pod Save America. Nearly 30,000 faculty members in the California State University System, or CSU, will walk off the job today to demand better pay and benefits. Starting at 8 a.m. Pacific time, professors, librarians, counselors, and coaches from all 26 Cal State campuses will go on strike for the next five days after universities failed to meet their union's demands for a new labor contract. Their union, the California Faculty Association, is asking for a 12% salary increase across the board for its members. School officials have only offered faculty a 5% salary bump so far. This comes after CSU came to an agreement with more than 1,000 of its trade workers on Friday. Those workers are set to join CSU faculty in their strike in a show of solidarity while they vote to ratify their new deal. CSU said over the weekend that classes will not be canceled because of the strike, but students across the state have no idea what their school's expectations are if their own teachers aren't coming to class. Yeah, that to me sounds like classes might be canceled. Listen, when I was in school, we had this like rule, if the teacher wasn't there within 10 minutes, then you could leave. It was fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would advise that for all of the students here. That's sounding like a rule that a lot of people are about to take into consideration. And those are the headlines. Two more things before we go. Today is the 51st anniversary of Roe versus Wade. Despite it being overturned in 2022, activists in many states are trying to get abortion rights on the 2024 ballot. You can learn more in how to be involved yourself with Vote Save America. Just head to votesaveamerica.com slash fuckbans. Also, in today's episode of our digital series, Political Experts React, Dan Pfeiffer and former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki go through a roundup of the worst and best ads from the two. 2024 Republican primary. They discussed Nikki's Haley Mary strategy and a Never Trump ad that's been airing during town hall events on Fox News. This episode of Political Experts React dropped today, so check it out only on the Pod Save America YouTube channel. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, give NASA tips on how to open up jelly jars, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just Ron's single state plan to ruin America, like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Josie Duffy Rice. I'm Trayvell Anderson. And get, get back, back to, to Florida, Florida where, where you, you belong, belong Ron. Ron. Except not while I'm there. I'm going to Florida in a few months. I'd like you to be (laughs) out of town when I am there. If you could make that work. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Our show's producer is Itzy Quintanilla, Raven Yamamoto, and Natalie Bettendorf are our associate producers. And our showrunner is Leo Duran. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka.
As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD.